Hey, and welcome to another episode of AT Banter. Banter, banter. What? Why, what? What happened there? I missed it the first time. I had to come I, yeah, back I for a second swing. <laughs> you know, I. Uh, that's funny. I don't even know what happened there. Man, we're gonna have to get you cowbell lessons, maybe. Sure. I don't know. Let's do it. Yeah. There you go. Get Will Ferrell. He can uh, <laughs> give you all the tips. Yep. Uh, hey, this is, of course, the podcast where we talk with advocates and members of the disability community to educate and inspire better conversation about disability. Hey, my name is Rob Minot, and joining me today, Mr. Glancing Blow himself, Ryan Flurry. Oh, another nickname for me. Look at that. So, Ryan, how are you doing? I'm good, Rob. How are you? I'm great. Although I, we're missing, we're down a couple people again this week. I see. I, I thought vacation was over, but uh, I I noticed a few uh, holes in the uh, in the roster here. It just so. shows shows your dedication to the show. I know. I was even here on vacation. I was actually on vacation last week, and we still had a show. So it's all whatever. about dedication and passion, yeah. and there they just go. don't have it. I know. Liz is probably up in the mysterious mountains somewhere camping. I'm sure. And Steve, I don't know. He's supposedly yeah, know. back, but no. He's a man of mystery, that guy. He is, that guy. It's good to be back. Uh, today was my first day back, actually, officially at work and everything. So uh, the show might be a little, might go a little sideways. Uh, we'll see. Because I'm still getting my brain into the swing of things. Man, it's nice. You know what the best thing about being on vacation is? Is just that you can do away with schedules. No. It, it, it's not the actual work <laughs> itself that I find is, it's acting to micromanage every part of my day. I oh, see. I still do that even on vacation. If I don't have a schedule, yeah. I'm a mess. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. No, I love it. Uh, that's it, but it does. It takes a week for that to really kick in. It's yeah. not until you get really get to that second week where you're just like, you feel comfortable. Cause I, I fully admit like the first two days of my vacation, I felt unsettled. Like it right. just felt weird. Uh, and you got to push past that. And, uh, but the second week was delightful. I just did nothing. <laughs> did whatever I wanted, whenever I wanted. And that it it tell you, after three years of just like pedal to the metal, it uh, does take a little bit of getting used to. But man, once you're in the zone, you do not want to come out of it. And that's what my day's been like today. Yeah, I'm looking forward to some time off at the end of September here. I've got 10 days I'm taking, so yeah, well, hopefully some downtime. Yeah, well, listen, you're going to still have to do the podcast. because Oh, that's a, that's a given. No vacation for us, my friend. Nope. Uh, well, all right, enough of that. Why don't we find out what the heck we're doing today? Today we are talking about the Touchpad Pro Foundation, and joining us are Matthew Bullis, who is the Chief Experience Officer, and the founder and CEO, Daniel Lubiner, is here also. So welcome, gentlemen. Oh, yeah, thank you. Well, thanks for having us, really. Uh, th this is a really cool podcast I've been listening to. Really? Um, what what number are you up to now? Oh, three hundred what? Three forty-eight or something. How many years is that now? Six, We're seven, starting, years? starting our eighth year. Wow! Congratulations, guys. <laughs> that, that <laughs> Thank is, you. No, that is awesome. Week I mean, after dude. week after week. Yep. I think yes. it's great. You you will learn why that is. Is because we are both certifiably insane. <laughs> 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 no, we, we, we are happy to have you guys. Um, just in the short bit of research that I've done, I, I have to admit that I'm, I'm really fascinated with 
um, the organization and what you guys are up to. So maybe we can just start though by talking a little bit about uh, yourselves and then we can dive into the meat of the organization. I am Daniel Lubiner, uh, the CEO, founder, and uh, rather neurotic president of this organization. I've actually been, I was a teacher for over 25 years and I taught special education to a lot of teaching, reading, a lot of different, uh, different types of students, autism, Down syndrome, and it was very, very rewarding. I really enjoyed teaching reading to, uh, with breaking it down and everything. Um, and then I got a job as an art teacher. I've always been into the arts. So I was an art teacher for emotionally disturbed kids. And it was at the same school as a, a school for the blind. And what happened is they uh, gave me all the kids. So all of a sudden, I had to teach like 100 kids who were blind. I had to teach them art. Now, I never worked with blind people before. <laughs> and I was like, I was scared. Okay, I was like, what am I going to do? Uh, teaching art, you know, and, but, you know, as soon as I got in there and as soon as I started working with these kids, you know, it, it, they made me feel so comfortable because you realize, like, they're just kids, right? They're just kids. They're just teenagers. They're just, you know, and you sort of, put that blindness thing in the background. I mean, yeah, you gotta get inventive and, and, you know, think about different fun tactile things you could do with art, but that was fun. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, so that's a little bit about my background. You know, it's like, uh, that's how I started thinking of like inventions of, what maybe you know would be useful because I, I I'm always thinking I think too much and that's part of my problem. Right? So I'm Matthew Bullis. I've been totally blind my whole life, and I'm a teacher of blind and visually impaired adults here in Phoenix, Arizona. And when I first heard about this product, I was like, "This is going to be a great tool to instantly learn Braille and to practice drawing." So Daniel's going to tell us about the the product, but you basically get two for one in this product. And so as a technology teacher and also a lifelong Braille reader, this was very exciting to me. And so I contacted him with several questions and, and ideas, and I'm here helping him out today. And how did uh, the organization sort of come about? It all started with a, a little pandemic. Oh, seriously, I started having these ideas, but then the pandemic hit, right? And all of our students went home and they were stuck at home, you know? So we were supposed to continue teaching somehow over the internet. And of course, you know, there's only so much you could do if the students don't have something in front of them, you know? And my students are also from like Brooklyn, Queens, uh, you know, the Bronx. It really couldn't just go out and like buy art supplies and stuff like that. So 
I, I was just pretty frustrated, and uh, but we did songs and we did poetry and stuff like that. But then I was thinking, like, how are they teaching? How are they learning Braille? You know, um, and I asked the Braille teacher, and they were like, "Well, really, they're not." It but wasn't easy. It wasn't easy because if you have a student over the phone or over Zoom, and you're saying, "Okay, we want to get to page." Eight, okay, and that's the number. The number sign now. Then you got the letter H. No, okay, you're reading page seven now. Turn the okay. Look, here's page eight, and and trying to find the particular line that you're on. That's not easy if you can't do hand over hand. Right, and so if kids are just starting out too, like it's without the hand over hand or having something tactile that, that at least the teacher could see. Like, move your hand up to the left. Okay, those are the six holes. Like, let's count them down. One, two, three, four, five, six. So I had this uh, this toy from Amazon. It was like it had all these balls in it, and I thought it would be cool for the kids. But the balls would fall down when you touch them. So I was like, what, wouldn't it be great if we could make something so you could have tactile steel balls that stay up until you push them down. And if you use a magnet, like you swipe the magnet over the surface, that these balls will come up and they'll stay up in their position until you sweep them down. And that way you could start teaching Braille or anybody could start learning Braille. And then it all like had a snowball effect of like, well, how can I improve this? How can I make it different? You know, first it started off with just like a cover that would divide it up into braille cells and then you could guide the kids. But then I was like, well, what if we had braille on the thing itself? So a kid could take it out of the box because, you know, I found out this, this thing and um, like, so many kids around the world. I mean, we we know the statistic in the United States is like about ten percent of kids are learning Braille. You know, um, and like I was finding out, like in India, like that's less than one percent, and in other countries, you know. So if you're not learning how to read and write, you know. And people, you know, come along and say, oh, well, you can listen to things and stuff like that. But it's not the same. You know, you're not getting the same type of things going in your brain and everything. I mean, you really miss out on so many things. So I've become a huge Braille advocate because I've always been a huge literacy advocate. Right. Um, so just inventing something that had the Braille on it. So we have Braille on one side. On the other side, you could draw, you could make diagrams, you can make graphs. And, you know, you could just have fun with it. So it's, it's been a very exciting journey, you know. But nobody wants to give you money for things like this. <laughs> so that's, that's where it gets sticky you know you start asking people like you know well can you it's going to take about 
50,000, 60,000 to develop this. So the foundation allowed me to start seeking donations and uh-huh. start going in that direction. So I started a 501c3. I got other people involved. And uh, really, the, the most exciting thing was recently uh, there was the Kickstarter. So the Kickstarter ran through the month of May of 2023, and we raised about $38,000 in the pre-sales for these Braille Doodles, and I uh, had a lot of great response for it. And then after the Kickstarter concluded, we're still getting uh, feedback, and Daniel can talk a little more about the, the next step that he's made on the website for us, for those who still want to get uh, their interest in and their pre-orders in. And then we also spent time at uh, the NFB convention, which was this year in very hot Houston in July. And I was able to join Daniel there. Uh, and thanks to him, he, he was able to have me there and help out at the booth and show people the product. And so before we start diving into more on the website, can you just give us a description of the product? Sure. Uh, so it's about... Okay, it's about 12 inches by 10 inches. So think of like a laptop, and it's about one inch thick, okay? Um, on the one surface, I think it's 1,333 uh, balls. You know, it's, it's a lot. Wow. Um, so that's on one side, and that's just in an array that is, you know, the, the, the little pins were sort of, uh, or, or, you know, ball bearings are about, what are they, uh, just four millimeters from each other. Right. You know, we tried to get them as close together. And, you know, that way you could get some sense of curves and, and stuff like that. Um, on that side, also, it has clips. So you could slide covers onto it, and they lock into place. On the other side is the Braille alphabet, and you know the whole alphabet, and some sight words and symbols. Um, so it's like four lines of lo- a little bit larger Braille cells. And what it is is like with the A, okay. You have the print letter A, so a sighted person can follow along, right? So you print letter A, then you have two Braille cells. In the one Braille cell, all you could bring up is the letter A. Mm-hmm. And then next to that, you practice it. So there's one, and then you practice it. And B, and then you practice it. And then C, and then you practice it. And then on the bottom, there's two rows of uh, cells that are going to be lined up, uh, 19 Braille cells. So you can start writing words and, and sentences down there, you know. Um, and I think we're even putting little ridges in there so you can really get a sense of, like, um, where one cell stops and the other one starts 
And so those two rows of 19 Braille cells, are they the same pins as the ball bearings, or are they like a typical Braille display Braille cell? They are ball bearings, so okay. they are large. So this is, you know, this is beginning Braille to bring you down to what Braille is going to be like. Right. But something that was very important to me is that on it, there's plenty of examples of Braille. So next to the A is the A in Braille. Next to the B is the B in Braille, you know, in standard size Braille. Okay. And then underneath uh, the two lines of 19 is the alphabet in Braille. And then it's going to have uh, a sentence. What is it? The quick brown fox jumps over the lazy dog. <laughs> That famous sentence. Right. So I thought that was a cool sentence to put in there because then you could say, okay, where's the S? You know, if I'm the S, then you, know, you, could, you could do that. Okay. So, and we should say that this this entire unit that we're speaking of is totally mechanical. Right. Where, where it's nothing to plug in, nothing. Yeah. So it's all magnets and metal. And you put the magnet stylus over it and it pulls it up and it'll just stay there until you push it down. So, so when you're writing when you're writing braille you actually you don't act you don't use the stylus like a typical slate and stylus where you push down right. you tap because if you're going to use the stylus on this braille doodle then if you were to drag the stylus then you'll pull all of the ball bearings up so you're going to have to tap on the on the holes that you want to bring up for the dots, and then if you bring up one that you didn't didn't want to bring up, just push it back down with your fingers. And so let's ask you that question, Matthew. Since you know you are, I'm blind myself, but since you're the blind user and the experience officer, you know what has your experience been with you know using it to write Braille or you know pull up the pins and and just how has that experience been? It's been been great, and especially um, when Daniel talked about the graphing aspect of it. I remember in college years ago having to bring a, a very large rubberized and cork graph board, and um, you still had to use string and uh, thumbtacks to make the axis on this, on that old graph board. Right. Well, for something like the Braille Doodle, you can plot your graph points or make uh, shapes instantly. I mean, if you make a mistake on a graph, you got to tear the page up and start <laughs> over again. This is, like, oh, I just made a mistake. Just push it back down and just redraw what you have. And then for the Braille side, for learning your cells, you've got your demonstration cell and then you practice where you can, you can practice it right and practice it wrong. And then your free cells down below will, will let you write out well, certainly not a, a whole page of notes, but mm -hmm. you know, a phone number to practice as you're as you're learning Braille and or um, working with whatever Braille items that you're that you're working with. So it's it's a really uh, innovative product that I've, I'm I'm glad to help bring to fruition because it's been needed for years, and uh, you know it's, that is. Oftentimes in the world, people are what they call accidental adver adversaries, even inside companies, where you think that something you have to offer has nothing to do with what what everybody else is doing. And so you never collaborate. And so uh, Daniel, coming from the art background and not from the blindness background initially, 
um, we, we all have different perspectives. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you know, I, I love this product because uh, I, I feel like so often with technology wise, we get really tempted to just make it overly complicated. Like I could see something like this coming out and a, an organization be like, this is great. We can, we can, we can use a, a smart tablet and haptics and we can create something like this and it'll be like $6,000. Well, one of my questions was going to be, you know, and it was a thought and I didn't go there, but you know, are there plans for generation two that, you know, you can load images onto it. Right. But again, that's, I think that's the way that that's the wrong way to exactly, think about right? like, Cause yeah. you want to go backwards. You want cause that's a right. lot of times the most effective method is going to be the tried and true yep. manual. And not only that, and then you can actually make it for a price that people are going to be able to afford. Right. Agreed. Right. Yeah, when we had the Kickstarter, we we were selling it for seventy dollars and seventy five dollars, and you know seventy dollars was like the early bird, super early bird. Then we did seventy five dollars. I mean, um, and we're hoping to keep that price point down. Right. Uh, I, from what I understand, you know, it, retailers have to do what they have to do <laughs> and once it goes to retail it will be about 150 but yeah i think looking at other products i mean there's nothing else that's, like it that could give you something like this that's even close to what we're offering no so that's what i want to be i want to be like this really disruptive i want to, yeah and i i think i have annoyed people which is good like people like don't talk to me like you know, <laughs> certain organizations that will remain unnamed mm-hmm. you know, just are not interested but you know the, the disruption is uncomfortable but mm-hmm. yeah you know I, I i've had a little bit of experience in protest movements uh in high school i circulated a petition among the students and it worked i got meetings with the principal and the cafeteria staff because we wanted uh larger portions and hotter food and we got it so i'm i have no <laughs> i'm not a stranger to to protesting nicely for things that's right, that's right. listen it has its place that story daniel <laughs> <laughs> that's a good story i like it but, like, but but it's true i mean the really the at the end of the day the important thing is is that this allows you to get these devices into the hands of kids who need it to encourage braille literacy and and this is you know such a, a great little device so but but i just want to focus in a little bit on that too just to kind of make it clear so really this is something that you would sort of introduce to to a student um as their their first introduction to braille is, is that correct right that's correct that's okay. correct and they you know but i think anybody even we had people who were coming up to the table who just like enjoyed working with it you know and like i said there's going to be like a sliding cover on the back so that's going to divide it all up into braille cells so then you'll have rows and rows of braille cells that you could you know just like jot down some notes or something Right. Thing. But the other exciting thing I, I just want to point out, too, is that we we want to give these away. You know, once we start making revenue, uh, you know, we're going to make some revenue. We're going to start giving them away to people who can't afford them. In fact, with the Kickstarter, you're 
you're able to donate it. And you could donate it right now. You could go on a website and say, okay, I want to buy five of them, and I want you to give them to Chicago Lighthouse. And, you know, we'll, we'll take care of that. You know, because, I mean, it's, it's really important. We, we had a lot of people donating it. Uh, you know, I have um, one of my biggest supporters, you know, turned out to be this old woman from my hometown. And she just like bought 40 of them and said, go ahead, give them out wow. where you want to give them out. So, you know, I'm looking for a, this is like one of my dreams is to bring these down to the Bronx and just go, here you go, here you go, here you go. Yes, we, we'd like to be the Oprah, we'd like to be the Oprah of blindness. You get a braille doodle and you get a braille doodle and you get a braille doodle. Look under yeah. your seats. Yes. Look under there your you seats. <laughs> Look under your seats. Yeah. No, but and I, but I have to say too, it is all it does also impress me that you guys have kind of managed to bring this from you know, scribblings on a piece of paper. I'm assuming that's how it how it maybe started um, during COVID yep. to this far down the road in just three years. Well, you should uh, see Daniel brought the prototypes with him to the convention so that we could show compare and contrast. And guess what? Duct tape, <laughs> duct tape is, is uh, helping us out <laughs> with cardboard and duct tape and you know, that's, uh, yeah, that's how, that's how it started. Yeah. I started with cardboard and duct tape and just the exacto knife and just scribbling things out. But I think one of the things that happened too was like, I decided to make this my passion and my profession. And I was in a position at the time where I could do that. So I've been working on this full time for three years you know, uh, nearly three years. And that, that's helped a lot, you know? Um, and, and so where's the product at currently? Is it available for the public or is it still pre-orders and it's in, still, in development? It's still on pre-orders. It's not in development. In fact, I may be closing a deal very soon, like within a week or so, with a manufacturer in India. Um, so it, we, we were looking to deliver by Christmas and we are still looking to deliver by Christmas and it's, it's going to be extremely challenging. The manufacturers are like, uh, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll do it, but you know, so we're going to see if we could be up to this challenge of getting these under Christmas trees right, and Hanukkah bushes. <laughs> That's right. So, so tell me a little bit about the team. How how big is the uh, how big is the team? Well, we got two boards of directors. We have Matthew is there. Uh, Kirk Adams. He was like he he's pretty famous in the blindness world in the United States. He was like president of NFB for a while. Um, he's been a personal advisor of mine for a while and, uh, we have, yeah, one of, one of the boards of directors is a young lady from Japan. So, it, and, and she's been blind since birth and it's really been interesting to get her perspective, you know, on what it's like growing up in Japan and it hasn't been easy for, you know, but. It, it, 
it's really great to go. Like uh, another guy who joined the board, he went blind at 50 years old. Um, and this has been another exciting thing that I think, you know, mainly our focus from the beginning has been for children to introduce like Braille to children. Uh, but adults are just loving this, you know, because it, the, the big Braille cells and the, you know, the ability to just feel it out and have this no pressure way of like, you know, experiencing Braille for the first time. So it's, it's very exciting in that, that aspects too, you know, with, with adults. Well, yeah, and because it, it is really cool idea. I mean, I love this idea that, you know, on one side, it, it does have sort of the, the Braille cells set out as, you know, templates that you can practice the alphabet. But then on the, is, is it on the flip side? Then it's just a one big, complete open space yep. where you can just do graphing or you can just make shapes yep. or kind of just play around. And one right. side doesn't affect the other. So if you load in your stencil on one side so that you have a whole bunch of Braille cells or the math cube stencil or the house stencil, then you can have that on one side and do whatever you want and then turn it over and have practice and it doesn't affect the other side. Right, right. So talk to us then a little bit about the stencils, like because you can swap out the covers, right, to practice different types of Braille and um, what else? Right. So in the future, we're going to be able to get more covers out that have, you know, all the contractions or, and the other exciting thing is like, we could do Braille in any language. So we could do Braille in Hindi and Swahili or in Chinese, you know, and it, it's, it's just been really cool. And there is nice. nothing out there too that, does graphs, you know, right? Um, where you can erase graph and make it like different, you know, just on the fly. And I think, you know, this is great that everything from just doing simple bar graphs to actually graphing equations. So what I ended up doing, like, again, like this snowball effect, I'm sure more ideas, but one of the things I built in an XY, gra XY axis. So when you feel the surface of the, uh, you know, all the balls in the array, you're also going to feel the XY axis. And uh, so you'll be able to start graphing equations right, right on there. Mm -hmm. Well, not only that, you know, yeah, I mean, you, whatever, a teacher or whatever can use, you know, the, the one side to just make a shape or make a, you know, be able to, to make it really anything, you know, tactile graphic wise. Was this an idea that you came up with that, because I don't know, for me, like, I'm just like, holy shit, why didn't anybody else think of this before? Like, this <laughs> like is 40 such, years ago. Yeah, yeah this is such yeah. a good idea. It's a natural sketch for the blind. It should have been you, around since the 70s. Yeah, it's such right. a, like, there's no That's reason exactly. this hasn't existed for 30 years, but yet nobody apparently thought of it. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 pretty wild. Um, you know, like, we, we had that drawing paper. I don't know if you've ever experienced, like, that, that, slippery plastic paper 
that you Absol paper. run a pen oh, yeah. over. Thermoform right. paper, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. PF. Or, and, yeah, yeah. Or you ran and, it through a machine and it right. heated up. And it, yeah, yeah, thermoform. Or that's, and, a, that's a different one mm -hmm. where you run yeah. it through a machine. I'm talking about the, the plastic that you put on a rubber pad and then you draw on it and it sort of pops up. Like, hmm. so oh, yeah. they have some of it, like the draftsman and stuff like that. Yeah, or, or the even graphics. That, like, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, you can't erase it. And I, I don't know, my students didn't like it. Like, the plastic you to paper, go they were just like, and you, they're, they're just like, okay, I, I finished this paper, give me another one. Okay, I finished this, give me another one. <laughs> you know, they, you know, it's just nice to, it'll be nice that students, people, whatever, uh, will be able to have something that they could just erase and use over and over and over again. Yeah, well, you know, and the really important part, you know, and we've been talking about this um, for a while now in, in terms of assistive technology in general is that, you know, one of the biggest challenges with assistive technology is that it's all so expensive. Um, and that's yeah. usually just, you know, especially when you're talking about any, any sort of a Braille device, um, whether it be an embosser or it's a, an elect, uh, electronic Braille refreshable braille display or something like that like they're just the technology that that is required to make those function um just make that product so expensive that it, it can be really hard for the community uh, to be able to afford the equipment that they they actually need so it's nice to see somebody going the other way and being like hey let's think outside the box and think of a way to do this that's not gonna cost thousands of dollars yeah yeah like i I, I've spoken to some of these people, like, you know, obviously with conventions and everything that are coming out with the elaborate, you know, tactile graphics that, you know, it, it, this is going to be great. Like, it's going to show graphs instantly. It'll show what's on the computer. You can see faces on it or whatever. But it's going to be ten, twelve thousand dollars $12,000. I'm like, okay, so... You know, how many people are really yeah. going to get to enjoy that? That's right. And um, I heard a statistic on a podcast recently that most sighted students in their learning throughout the year get exposed to hundreds and hundreds of graphics. You know, maybe, you know, 10 or 12 in one class period. But the blind student, especially the totally blind student, maybe they get uh, 10 or 12 a year, like a one little book of diagrams, because that's all that it has. And I remember one time I went all the way through the entire high school year in science, and I didn't do so well because the diagrams weren't available. Well, they finally produced the Braille diagrams uh, right when I got the final exam, and that didn't help me by that point because I, I hadn't had the year's worth of learning the diagrams. Yeah, there's so many applications for this. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of gobsmacked to be honest um <laughs> i like that word well i think the it's sky's the limit too when it comes to the templates right you know yeah. like you were just saying matthew about the graphs you know even if the class didn't have access to the graphs maybe they weren't done in braille for you at that point in time you know it would be really cool if the educational system as a whole would give you guys the drawings so that you could create templates and you could say here's a pie chart here's a bar graph here's a whatever and then people could access those purchase those whatever and they would have them for that school year or even if if you you know thinking years into the future 
where, okay, well, here's the template. And if you have a 3D printer, uh, then you can right. get, you can license it from us and you can print out your own when you need right. and pay us the license fee. Yeah. 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 I was about to say, or no fee, just like open source, <laughs> like people, you know, where yeah. we build a Why library not? of things that support different types of lessons. Right. And, you know, what's even cheaper now than, uh, than 3d printing is laser cutting. Hmm. So if you just put a, a sheet of plastic in a laser cutter and, you put it in the uh, program, it just goes, and you could get a laser cut pretty pretty inexpensively and pretty yeah. quickly. It's a great idea, too. So that, that that would be great to do down the line sometime, you know? Like, uh, and we're, we're even looking at possible, like, computer vision. Like, what it would be like to have something like this and be able to see it. Uh, so the computer can register which pins are up oh. and which pins are down, you know, right. so it could be kind of computerized without right. being computerized, you know. So there's a lot of fun stuff that's just been coming up over the last couple of years. And a lot of stuff comes from just, you know, talking to people and, and you know, I, I've just found that too. And I'm sure you guys have found that as well. Like, I, I've been, I've just been surrounding myself with the community and it started off with the children in the community. You know, you, you can't like invent things and think that they're going to be good for somebody, you know, and yeah. say, Oh, this is going to be really good for the blind kids. Yep. They're going to love these. They're going to love these tiles that, you know, that you could put together and there's only like a thousand pieces, but they'll handle it, (laughs) you know, they'll put it together. Um, Yeah, we we should mention that this is not going to spill these ball bearings all over the floor either. (laughs) All right. You can't, you can't even drop the stylus because, you know, it's, it's attached. So. Oh, so you can't even lose it. Right. Yeah, that's a good. Oh, see, that's brilliant. That's true because that would be the first thing. As a kid, that's been the first thing I did. Well, even if you did, you just you, <laughs> oh, you've got fridge magnets. Just grab a fridge magnet and still pull your pins up. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Well, you know, starting off any company is is difficult. You know, so we could really use everybody's help and whoever wants to donate one or whoever wants to purchase one, you know, you don't have to do it someday. You can do it now and be one of the first on your block to get it in the mail. So, well, I agree. Well, let's, so yeah, why don't we, why, so why don't we go there? Like if people are like, do want to purchase one, donate one, uh, or even just learn a little bit more about the organization and the product itself, where is the best place for them to go? Touchpadprofoundation.org. So touchpadprofoundation.org is, uh, so you just type that in. Yep. Um, or, you know, even if you Google Braille Doodle, we're like all over the place now. So if you Google Braille Doodle, you should be able to find us, the touchpadprofoundation.org website. And you just hit the button that says pre-order now 
and you pay the $85 and then, you know, when it comes in, you pay for shipping and then it'll come to you. So, like, I have people, like, in Australia and Japan who want it and, you know, people in Europe. So the, the only way it made sense to me is, like, after we sell something to you, like, we're going to figure out how much it is to ship it to you, and then we'll charge you that amount. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And, sure. I mean, and you know, again, even if they, if they don't need it for themselves, you know, support the organization, uh, buy one and donate it back. Yes, that's all you have to do. Uh, or if you have a specific place that you want to ship it to, to donate it, you could do that too. Um, I'll tell you what, you know, guys, you have to keep this a secret, okay? <laughs> but if you put in the coupon code TAKE5, it'll take $5 off of the price. Uh -huh. But just don't tell anybody else about this. So yeah, don't worry, uh, nobody listens to this show. I, so, I don't want it to get out there. Everybody, you know, just takes five off of it. Thank you so much, guys. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for, for coming on and, and talking about it. And best of luck with it. Uh, I think this is a, a brilliant little device. And uh, yeah, happy to have you guys back. Thank you. All right. Thanks. All right, guys. Nice so enjoy much. the rest Thanks. of your evening. Thanks. All right. Man, why can't I ever think of anything cool? Like, oh, we, we think of things that are cool. We just don't see them through. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's what the problem That's is. That's the problem. We, we, yeah, we, and you're usually stupid ideas, too. I mean, sometimes we commit good ideas. But no, this is like literally one of those things where you would just be like, why did no one think of this before? Because it's such a simplistic idea that seems to work like a charm. That's all you need. Um, well, it's like introducing Lego to kids, right? Like sure. you just start putting pieces together. It doesn't matter yeah. what you build, you just start building. Yeah. And this is the same sort of idea. You just put it in front of them, they start raising balls yeah. and pins and look, mom, look what I drew. And you know, yeah, like yeah, it's exactly. the whole introduction to art and drawing and all that. Listen, hey, as somebody who was New Year's resolution was to learn Braille and who got to letter H <laughs> in two years, uh, I can tell you for sure that this little thing, like this would be perfect for me. Like I, I totally need one of these if, if uh, I'm going to learn Braille. Like it, it is, it's, it's really super easy to use. And I don't know, like I, I would think that there's not much that can go wrong with it. It's, it's all mechanical. It's, like yeah, it's all magnets and um, stainless, little stainless steel balls. So there's not really anything to go wrong with. No, and I think like he mentioned about, you know, even older people, adults like, you know, us who may lose their sight or have lost their sight at, at our age, being able to just pull yeah. up pins and write down a phone number. It's yeah, it's great. Right? Oh, it's, yeah, that's totally. jumbo braille. Right. Sure. It's not even yeah. Braille. It doesn't have to be Braille. You, you know, just that's pull a really, up your balls. That's a that's a really good point. It's that flip side, right? That's basically just a blank canvas that you could do whatever. You can yeah. you could draw a shape, you could write some Braille. Yeah, and you could use it as like a little notepad. Sure. So uh, but no, I think that in the education space this is this is brilliant. Well, and they have testimonials that talk about it. You know, there's teachers that are excited about it. There's parents that are excited about it. Yeah. And I just really hope that, you know, the education system, you know, 
teachers assistants aides yeah. you know rally no around it and adopt it right push for yeah. it totally there's no reason why every school shouldn't have one, you know one or two of these things kicking around because uh I, I just think that it's yeah it doesn't make sense of not to like you know again we're not talking about a smart tablet that has haptics that yeah. is going to cost six thousand dollars this is literally like you know a little device that's going to set you back like a hundred and hundred and change great brilliant brilliant i'm, I'm really glad that that uh, we had them on and i'm we'll have to get you excited one. Yeah, listen, you're not kidding. Like I'm I feel thinking like about buying one my, just to have one. Very cool. Uh, all right, let's get out of here. All right. Uh, hey, Ryan. Rob. Uh, where can people find us? They can find us online at atbanter.com. They can also drop us an email if they so desire at cowbell. Ooh, direct hit <laughs> at atbanter.com. And they can find us on Instagram and Facebook. That's it. That's it. Yep. You just got to get used to stopping there. All right. That is going to about do it for us this week. Big thanks, of course, to Daniel and Matthew for joining us. And we will see everybody next week. Of course we will. This podcast has been brought to you by Canadian Assistive Technology, providing low vision and blindness solutions across Canada. Find us online at www.canastech.com. That's C-A-N-A-S-S-T-E-C-H dot com. Or call us toll free at 1-844-795-8324. For all your assistive technology servicing needs, call Chaos Technical Services at 778-847-6840 or find them online at chaostechnicalservices.com. 